welcome everyone to a brand new episode of Ian Hates Movies. My name is Ian. And I'm Kelly. This is our second try at this tonight because we are dealing with tons and tons of technical difficulties. But that won't keep our spirits down, will it? Woo! Woo! I thought you were going to do your thing. (laughs) Which thing? The thing that you did on the first show. I thought you said you hated that. I hate it for the intro, but now I think it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, so you you want to team me up again there? Hey, Kelly, how about you do that thing you did before? <laughs> we are sex bomb! Wow, that blew out some speakers. Good. I'll tell you that much. But, yes, as everyone knows, they read the headlines of whatever podcast service that they listen to. We are finally, after years and years of doing all these different Ian Hates shows, it is time for Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Woohoo! And I think you questioned me on the first recording of this, where you asked, wait a second, Ian, did you actually like this movie? Um, I wasn't expecting the level of fandom that came out of you, and it, I was taken aback. Why? I don't know. Like, you scream nerdy to begin with. Yeah. So I, sh- I should just, I think it's one of those. I just, the two just didn't connect for me. It'd be like you geeking out over Tron and I'd be like, really? You like Tron? Yeah, but Tron was way before my time. No, I meant like the recent one. Oh, that one was awful. It's okay. <laughs> See? That's was so what I'm saying. Bad. Yeah, no, <laughs> I don't know. There's something about Scott Pilgrim where it kind of hit me out of nowhere and I hadn't read the graphic novels at the time. I think I've only read one or two, if I'm not mistaken. When this movie was made, they didn't have an ending for them. Now, I haven't even, I didn't even bother to see what the ending would actually be because really all I care about is the movie. Okay. So I don't know. Is that your opinion of it too? Like, I guess the question right away, might as well do this because I think we do this every time. Do you like the movie? Um, I don't mind the movie. See, that seems weird to me. Scott Pilgrim seems to be, at least for me, it's a movie I can watch over and over again. See, it's not so much I'm not going to sit down and watch it. Uh, it's definitely a background noise movie for me. And if I come across it, I'll leave it on. But I'm not going to sit there and be like, oh, my God, this is my favorite scene. No, I'm sitting there working. And then out of nowhere, I'll like quote two lines because I know it's coming up. And then I continue working. Oh, I have a lot of great scenes. Oh, I really do. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how this movie got me because I'm not even sure if I saw this in theaters. Oh, yeah. I don't think I saw this in theaters either. But now to lead you a little bit, you did mention something about how much this made. Right. So uh, it production value-wise, it, it it cost them around 85 to $90 million and they only gained back about $37 million. That is a big surprise to me. The only thing I can think of, because I'm sure it was marketed well, because I think I even remember like a video game being made for it at the same time. You know, it was one of those things where you didn't have to pay like 80 bucks to get it. It's not like the new Spider-Man game, but it was something where I think PS4 had it and Xbox One where you pay like five or 10 bucks and you can do a whole thing with it. But I thought the marketing was pretty good for the movie. The marketing was definitely good for it. Do you know where this movie actually premiered? I do not. I would have guessed Toronto. 
Actually, no. It, after the panel discussion at San Diego Comic-Con oh. in 2010, they played the whole movie for Hall H. See, that sounds cool. Right. Well, that's exactly the demographic they want, though, that group of people. Yeah, in a way, it, I mean, we know how the movie is. I mean, I've seen it a million times and whatnot, but maybe it's because it leaned a little bit on hipster kind of stuff. Yeah, maybe. a little I mean, bit. Look, I am not a fan of hipsters. I mean, I'm not as gung-ho as Eric Cartman is about getting rid of them, but oh, I am it. hipsters and hippies. I put them in the same category. So Yeah, but you know how to rock those skinny jeans, so I don't know if you can really like point that finger. That is absolutely not true. I have never <laughs> worn skinny jeans in my life. I believe, you know, being a sports guy, you know, and almost going semi-pro, I believe I have an ass. That's, we don't have video right now, so I, I can't vouch, ladies and gentlemen. I'm, I'm sorry, and he's normally sitting through most of these, so. Um, yeah, I was about to say, how would that even work tell. if we had video? It's, I mean, come on, I guess I do speak out of my ass all the time on this show, but, <laughs> but, um, and I have my new text message sound now. That's how, that's how we work this show so well, is we just play <laughs> off of each other, baby. Bam. Got it. So, yeah, I, look, not a fan of hipsters, but I think what worked for this movie for me was the mixture of video games and the music scene. Okay. So, look, I hate Napoleon Dynamite. Ah, did oh, I even say that right? Yeah. Napo- uh, Napo- Napoleon Dynamite. I fucking despise that movie. And I never understood why people liked it. Yeah, we're in the same box with that one. That movie doesn't do anything for me either. No, fucking hate it. So that I totally get if that kind of would turn people off. But the movie, I think, has something for everybody. And I know that's cliche to say. But really, if you think about it, very like there's blatant blatant humor there's a lot of dry humor there's a lot of quick wit that's all covered there plus there's action there's music there's really i mean i wouldn't necessarily say a whole lot of drama but in general there's i mean it's almost even a rom-com in a way yeah no i agree with you on that i think i like the way that it's peppered in that it plays like a video game and i like that they totally went with that i like collecting the coins i like the one up i like the sound effects yeah i was a huge and we don't normally talk about a lot of this kind of stuff because most of the time we're talking about storyline and obviously we will get there but one of the big things i loved about the movie in general was not only the cinematography but also i thought the editing was fucking fantastic yeah they did a good job with editing i would even say i would go a little higher i would say it's a very good job Wow. Okay. I know, right? No, it was just the way... I mean, it's Edgar Wright who's directing it. And for people that don't know, he's the guy that did Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz and The World's End and all that kind of stuff. So you know he has a different way or a different perspective when doing a movie. So I thought he was a very good choice. It's a surprise that the movie didn't do well, in my opinion. Yeah, I would like to see the comparison between when it left the theaters to what it's actually made on digital download and DVD sales. Cause I'm sure there's gotta be some sort of like kickback from that because it is more of a cult movie. So it's after the fact they're like, Oh yeah, I want to watch that again versus I'm not going to keep going to the theater for it. Yeah. I definitely bought the Blu-ray and then also it's been on HBO over and over again, like this whole summer. 
Nice. Yeah. So I think it works pretty well. By the way, I do want to mention, I like what Edgar Wright does in, you know, multiple instances. But with The World's End, I don't know if I ever brought this up on the show. I'm sure I did. I know we didn't do an Ian Hates Movies for it. But the most unrealistic thing in that movie was not that a town was being taken over by aliens. It was that grown adult men weren't able to drink 12 beers in a day. English. Englishmen. Yeah, they're also Englishmen. <laughs> and on the, like, uh, what do you call it? The, like, ah, oh, wow, the summary of the movie, if you read it, it always says that they're doing it at night. They start during the day. Yeah. They start really, really early. And I know that that movie could never be a, that movie could never be made about me and anyone that I know. <laughs> We're done with that shit while watching one soccer game. <laughs> really interesting. So you're a soccer fan. I'm no one had pretty any idea. sure I've said that many, many a time on the show. Mm, football. I'm not. No, that's pretentious. <laughs> Honestly, it is for anyone and. It, I apologize. There is a weird sound every once in a while when Kelly laughs. And it's not her laugh. That is not what I'm saying. There's That's a not weird... true. It's what I sound like in real person. That is true. In real person. That is how In I real sound. persons. Yep. We're dealing with, we have like two different mixers that we're working with. We're trying to get this, you know, we need things to be set up for when we do video. So yep. we're getting all that stuff situated. So I apologize if anyone hears, you know, random weird tweaks and stuff. Normally, like I said, I would go back and edit this, but I really don't think people care anymore. We'll get to that in a second. But what I wanted, well, what I wanted to mention is that yes. I know I just I fucked up a line. So I'm also sick, everyone. So I'm gonna blame it on that. But we're we're going around here. We're gonna get there. What I wanted to say about soccer and football: mm. if you're in a country where they use football as meaning soccer so if you're in england you're in you know all over the world except, <laughs> anywhere else yeah, but here <laughs> everywhere except for north america pretty much <laughs> then go ahead and say football because that makes sense say football and then if they're like oh but you yanks like whatever say american football for the nfl that right. works fine but here in america the word is fucking soccer it just is because if you say football people are going to think you mean the nfl so don't be fucking pretentious. Just say soccer, unless you're talking with friends that know exactly what you're talking about. It, it just makes sense. There's no reason. You don't call the fucking elevator here a lift. You don't call the fucking subway a trolley. Like, it doesn't matter what their words are for things. It's what it is here. That's all that matters. I don't understand. You call me all the time on my mobile phone. Yeah, and I call you a cunt all the time. <laughs> hey oh set up knockdown yeah you're buzzing. welcome yep i know you didn't think i was gonna do that though i don't know you can't see my face right now thankfully but um <laughs> see knocking it down people we got this back and forth chemistry's still there even without video <sighs> hashtag me too hashtag me too so yes <laughs> going back to one of the many things i rambled on before getting to that point is that mm. I think when people listen to podcasts, they are just wanting to hear people talk. And I don't think they care about production. I don't think they care about quality. I, I mean, there 
are thousands of podcasts where people are just speaking into their computers. That's it. Or sometimes even their phones. And that's fine with people. Yeah, and they do well. glorious sound. I don't get it personally, but those fucking podcasts do really well. So by the way, if there's anyone out there listening who's like great at fucking marketing, stuff like that, please get in contact with us. IanHates at gmail.com. Send an email because that is the one thing we are missing from this show. We're going to have video. We're going to have all that shit. But I am terrible at marketing apparently because no matter how much money I put into equipment and how good I am and how good Kelly is, we are not as well known as we should be after years and years of this. And there you go. Thank you for the dead air. That's why we're not that popular. Right. Well, if I don't give you that little leeway, then you walk all over my statements anyway. So I figured I'll just let him ramble on. And then when he's done, we can talk about the movie we're talking about. These boots were made for walking. Oh, over you. I just did a Christopher Walken. Oh, and you didn't even do anything. (laughs) Oh, I'm going to assume that (laughs) your favorite character is Scott Pilgrim in this movie. I haven't even been fucking drinking. Where's my praise? Because you're sick. Actually, I might be partially delirious. Yeah, there you go. Do I sound like Phoebe from Friends in that episode? It's very sultry. Thank you. Sultry. Oh, yeah. I like how... Did you just go down a couple octaves? Oh, I went down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is the After Midnight show. Okay. It's the new Ian Hates Love, as we always end up doing. <laughs> it always works that way. Because that's what life is about. Sex. Yes. So yes. let's Sex, talk about love and rock your, and roll. Let's talk about uh, your seven evil ex-girlfriends. Let's get into that one. No, I was going to ask you what yours were. Like the number or? Well, no, I mean, obviously. <laughs> well, yeah, let's talk numbers, Kelly. <laughs> let's do that. That'll okay, be who's in the evil range right now? Okay. <laughs> no, I think we have to ask you because mm. it is 2018 and all. I can't have evil ex-girlfriends because women do everything right. They've never been wrong about anything. And obviously everything that's been wrong in any relationship that I've been in is all my fault. So, okay, Kelly, you would have to go through your evil exes. Or we could talk about your evil ex-boyfriends. We, this, this is either way. We're very open here on the show. I don't know. It's very similar to when Knives and... <laughs> <laughs> Scott were talking and she's like I've never even kissed a boy before and he got all close and he's like it's okay neither have I <laughs> so yes but I will tell you that you were I mean this isn't new but you were very incorrect when you said hey I'm guessing that Scott Pilgrim is your favorite character in the movie that is absolutely not true I love many, many. I didn't even wait for you to go because you had paused for too long there. Well, I mean, at the tone and rate you're going right now, I'm going to say vegan douchebag because that's kind of the attitude I'm getting from you tonight. Oh, yeah, because I love vegan people. (laughs) Well, they are better than everyone else. They are better than everyone. You know know how you only use 10% of your brain? That's because 90% is filled with curds and whey. Curds and whey. <laughs> I hope there are brand new people listening to the show that don't so understand do that we just quote movies and go off random tangents. <laughs> it's all we do. 
So yeah, yes. a little bit. No, I've had I've had many experiences with vegans that I am not very happy about. One thing we'll talk more music industry stuff as we mm. go on, but one big trend right now in hardcore music is like vegan, like straight edge hardcore. And a lot of those bands make threats to people like, hey, we're going to come to your town. We're going to punch that hamburger out of your face. <laughs> and, <I> think, <laughs> and that's serious. I read that somewhere before. It's so weird, Al. Like <laughs> It is. It's so, it's so weird, Clippyson. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. I'm calling you Clippy because you're clipping for some reason. Yeah. But anyways. Yes, it is a weird, weird phenomenon. And then there's a guy that I know and I've known for a while now that is also in the music scene. He, when we met, he was vegetarian and now he's full-fledged vegan, which means he's insufferable. So all of his posts, I've had to unfollow him on Facebook and everything because it's only posts about his shitty food that he eats. It's the most <laughs> annoying. It's so weird that a vegan's personality becomes the food that they eat i don't understand that whatsoever i don't take pictures of my cheeseburgers so are you claiming that you don't take photos of any of your food wingman i've done that twice Mm. out of all of my years alive taking two pictures i think i'm okay to do (laughs) i personally like the murder scene photo where you can't tell if it's ketchup or blood yes that is also true but let me also i have to finish that story about my my previous buddy so we were down in Boston for a show, and there was literally nothing open. This was a while back. There was literally nothing open to eat except a subway. And we had a concert to get to, and I was like, holy shit, you know, God, I guess I'm going to have to eat at Subway. So we go in Subway, and I get, like, an Italian sub. And it's just, you know, for anyone that doesn't know, it's just, like, some meats and shit. So... I get that first, and then he's coming up next, and he had, you know, he's a vegetarian. And he asked the guy, after the guy makes my sub, he asked the guy to change his gloves. Really? Right there. I, I remember turning to him and going, I don't think we can be friends anymore. <laughs> Good. <laughs> because it wasn't like I got a lot of shit. Like, literally, I only had the meat and cheese. Right. And I get it, but, like, if he had gotten a vegetarian sub before me, I wouldn't have asked them to change the gloves. You should have, though. Yeah, oh, I, I definitely will now. <laughs> and it's like, you're not deathly allergic. Calm no. the fuck down. Yeah, just calm down. You know that those people have been touching everything. Right. And I mean, like, literally everything before. <laughs> everything without gloves. So don't even. Yeah. Plus, it's a vegetarian thing at Subway. Subway. Yeah. So calm down a little bit. Just come. Yeah. But anyway, so yes, uh, that is not normally my style. I'm not a fan of any of that for sure. But what were we talking about again? Like in the movie? Oh, your favorite character. So I believe I've stated this before on the show, but I have been in love with Mary Elizabeth Winstead since I first saw her. So Kelly, I have a question for you. We have actually done two movies already on Ian Hates Movies. That stars Mary Elizabeth Winstead, not including Scott Pilgrim. What are those two movies? Nope, no idea. Holy shit. That is super easy. You are an awful person. So the first movie was Sky High. Remember, she was the bad guy. Oh, okay. Yep. And the second was 10 Cloverfield Lane. Oh, that was her. Yeah. 
So I have been in love with her forever. So technically, just being able to look at her the whole time would be my favorite. But technically, she's not the greatest character. There's nothing really to her necessarily. Oh, okay. So probably my favorite character would be Scott's sister. <laughs> okay. I don't know why. But her snarky comments and then disappearing every time, like, I love that for some reason. So Anna Kendrick as Stacey Pilgrim. Yes, exactly. Okay. I'm a big fan of her. I'm also a big fan of Aubrey Plaza as well. Oh, my God. I love Aubrey. Yeah. The girl who hates Scott so much. I forget. What is her name again? Julie. Julie Powers. Yes. Yeah. She hates Scott. She dated Steven. And then also, like, Steven as the kind of, like sellout, like, sellout hipster guy. I don't know. I really like most every character in this movie. And come on, let's not forget Wallace. Wallace is by far my favorite character. He has to be. That is very yeah, true. He's my favorite character. What Culkin is that? Uh, that is, where is it? I just is it Kieran? It. Yeah, it's Kieran Culkin. Okay. So he actually was, um, so he was filler in Home Alone. He's the kid who wet the bed that Macaulay Culkin didn't want to sleep next to. That's right. the same actor. He was the, was he the one in Igby Goes Down? Or was that the other? Because there's an, also the one that was in Scream 4. He might have been in Igby Goes Down. I don't remember. Yeah, I think Scream 4 was Igby. Okay. Yeah, so this is Kieran Culkin as Wallace, the gay roommate of Scott yes. Pilgrim. And yes. yeah, he's amazing. There's yes. no doubt about that. So yeah, I love pretty much every single... I don't think there's anyone in the movie that annoys me. Okay. Yeah, I guess for me, I like pretty much every actor in the movie. And then also, I'm a fan of everyone's weird-ass fucking characters. So, <laughs> I mean, all the character development was pretty good for the most part. It's just the twins at the end. I feel like there was no development there. Well, I don't like the twins at the end because their music fucking sucks. Well, that too. To me, that was the most unrealistic part of this movie. It's not every other thing <laughs> you would think. Like, how did Scott and every single person learn to fight so right. well? Like, nothing right. like that. But having it that, <laughs> having it that these guys that are just like EDM guys or electronic guys are the second to last boss, that doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I, they feel like they're a throwaway. I, they felt like more like number two. Hey, oh, you get it? Than the two before the. And boss, as in you fight the pirate and then you fight the twins. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, look, Matthew Patel had some magical powers, though. Oh, did you enjoy his goth chick dancers? Well, they called them hipster chicks. Yeah, I don't get that. Well, I mean, technically... They look more like vamp kids. Yeah, that's true. But I think at that point, too, you could call vamp kids hipsters. What? Well, because everyone was doing it. Yeah, Okay. I think that's the rain. That is not me peeing or urinating. Do you hear that? It sounds like you're moving around in your crappy folding chair. <laughs> no, I got rid of that chair. Oh. No, that's a crazy amount of water that just started coming down. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I was gonna say, so hail. So yeah. tornado warnings. No one cares, I guess. But no I just, just in case anyone could hear that because that is really fucking Oh, weird. no, you can absolutely hear it. Okay. Cool. Awesome. Well, look, now we're like other shows, remember? Cool. Yeah. Sound effects and stuff. Exactly. So the movie, should we go to the actual movie? Sure, why not? Yeah. So the movie starts 
with Scott Pilgrim, who's 22, I believe, talking to his bandmates from, who are they from? Sex Bob! There you go. Sex Bob Om. Yep. They're a band, and, well, they're a three-piece band with young Neil, who is their backup or guy who hangs around them. And they're talking about how Scott has a new girlfriend who's in high school. 17-year-old. 17-year-old Catholic schoolgirl. Yes. And at this point, I knew this movie was for me. Now, so the age of consent, is that different in Canada? So I wanted to tell you this, Kelly, because I actually thought about looking it up. And then I went, no, I don't want the FBI knowing. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I actually had that discussion in my head. Like, should I do show prep that way or not? And I would rather never type in Google, what is the age of consent here? In Canada. Yeah, I'd rather just not know and assume that I'm not going to break said rules. Okay, good. Yeah, that's the plan anyways. So I'm, I'm guessing it's fine. But we also find out, because it is a rather hipster start to the movie, that they haven't done anything more than even hold hands. Aww. So sweet. So sweet. Right. Right. Now, maybe by 2010, maybe people were a little bit still put off by Michael Sarah. Is that a and possibility? What, like, why? I know a lot of people don't like Michael Sarah. Why? I don't know. I don't get it because I like Michael Sarah. But I know there are a lot of people that find him very, very annoying. And there was a time where he was in everything. Yeah, but he fits that character that he always plays very well. Yeah, it's true. Hey, look, he even fits a character like in (laughs) This is the End, where he's completely different. So I fucking love that movie, by the way. How come we haven't done any of those? Well, we haven't done those because then we just quote the movie the whole time. Okay. That's really it. Like, there's no substance to that movie. Well, no. The whole point is just like... um... Like hot fuzz, I feel like we can go off on some fun tangents, and then we get to hear about you know your life in Europe, and that should be fun. That's boring. Uh, I think my I think my voice broke there. I think I was. Whoa, whoa. there's some yeah residual anger back there. I think that's what that was. No, I can't. First of all, Hot Fuzz is like three hours long. That's a long fucking movie. But yeah, I'm just so we went off on a tangent, obviously. But right. People don't tend to like Michael Sarah that much. I think he's fine. So I was just trying to think of why maybe the movie didn't do well is because of something like that. But I like what he was doing. Yeah. Trying to think. So then we meet Knives, who is the girl. First of all, great name. Yeah, great name. Knives Chow. And yep. they make a point right away to be like, oh, you've got you've got a Chinese girlfriend as well. Right. Which I was surprised that they even brought up in the movie. Because I thought you weren't allowed to, like, talk about race anymore. Yeah, but it's Canada. Oh, good point. Todd in the Book of Pure Evil, they talked about, you know, race and everything. See? He ends up going to do things with her, like they're going to the record store, and they go and they play. What, is that a real game? I don't think so, right? That ninja game? It's like a Dance Dance Revolution type thing? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's just Dance Dance Revolution without getting the rights to Dance Dance Revolution. Right. But what you notice is that Scott Pilgrim probably isn't that mature anyways. So they kind of work really well together. 
What's your whole, like, what is it, seven years and a half plus something? Isn't that the maturity level index? So that's how you're allowed to date? I believe that mm. the rules, I mean, the literal mm. rules to dating is that you have to date some, well, not have to. You can date mm. someone younger than you as long as it's half your age plus seven years. There it is. Yeah. So they're completely fine. I mean, come on. That age range is not bad. See, I thought that was the, I mean, you're a scientist. Isn't that the theorem? I'm an engineer. For just... Scientist is a downgrade to what I do. <laughs> just letting you know. Uh, so your degree's in BS. Anyway. Oh, bam. She's got it. So let's let's say the theorem for this is. The hypothesis. I, the hypothesis for this, I thought, was just male maturity. It's half your age plus seven yeah and it works for women too that's the way you're supposed to do things in life that's what i'm you doing follow, wrong you follow these completely incorrect made-up rules right but to be quite honest though half plus seven sounds right if you're 30 years old you can date down to 22 that's oh, not God. I, look i'm not saying it's the greatest <laughs> that sounds thing. horrible well Oftentimes, that sounds horrible for women dating men. It doesn't yeah. often sound horrible for men dating women. Really? You're not at the age where starfish gets boring? Are you talking about anal sex? No. What are you talking about? You've never slept with a starfish? I, I don't know what that means. Yeah. So Ian hates would, love. No, yeah. You would know had it happened to you. I've heard of like... A dead fish. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Oh, okay. Well, why didn't you just say that then? Because everybody knows the term starfish. Apparently, you, I apparently. didn't. I know. I know. <laughs> wow. Wow. I'm trying to remember the title of the fucking album, and all of a sudden I couldn't. Chocolate Starfish in the Hot Dog Flavored Water by Limp Bizkit. <laughs> oh, that's in everyone's head now. Yeah, thank you for that. You're welcome. You know, what I've noticed, by the way, is when you get super excited over there, that's when you clip. That's because my energy level cannot be condensed. Wow. That's impressive. Maybe you're, you're a scientist. <laughs> On the weekends. Yeah. So anyways. So wait, where were we? <laughs> Don't even know anymore. We were talking about how guys are completely fine with dating that much younger, and I was... Well, stating that yeah oh okay hashtag so are, are you rem are you removing yourself from this conversation hashtag you me too. you only date your peer group or older never there's only been one time older there's only been one see i have a feeling there can only like be one moms no there can only be one no there was just <laughs> <laughs> once in a lifetime I never dated, again. yeah i dated an older woman we didn't like break up or anything, but she ended up going back to this guy who like cheated on her and had a kid out of their relationship or something. So a winner. Yeah. That's what I looked at myself as a loser, obviously. <laughs> right. <laughs> Shooting fish in a barrel. Dead fish. Yeah. In my bed. So is that if you, if you prefer dead fish is because you just don't like to put in any effort. Like you don't want to put in, like you don't want to try or. Yeah, I mean, I go through my sex life the way I do my regular life, which is oh, not no. trying. <laughs> <At all. laughs> and smelling bad. 
Mm. Mm. <laughs> I go That's... through my I go through my life like a Swedish fish, where I just get <laughs> everything stuck in my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. That's what you get for dating in Montreal. Hey, oh, you're right. They they have never they have never heard of razors before. Nope. Uh, by the way, hashtag not me too. On <laughs> okay. that. I am not a fan. Not <laughs> I am not a fan of that. Not digging through the forest to see what you could find. Nope. I like everything to be right there where I know it is. <laughs> where it's supposed to yeah, be. Yeah, where it's supposed to be. <laughs> I don't want to move things around and find out things switched. Like, all of a sudden, right. it went from vertical to horizontal? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I assume happened. <laughs> yep. You got to rotate it. It's like tires. You got to rotate it. That's what I think. Yeah. So the tread wears the right way? Yeah. And, I mean, I know that women love it when you talk about their vaginas like their cars. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> if, I, if I've learned anything in life... It's definitely that. Oh my god! That's why. Oh. That's why normally, normally. Oh my god! I can't even get it out. Good. Good. Oh yeah, it's a bad one. Ooh. Yeah. Normally, I hang one of those Pine Fresh air fresheners on the hood. <laughs> Come on, that deserved way more. That deserved way, way more. Oh, okay, that was fun. Yep. Ian hates love. All right. Yep. So we were talking about Scott Pilgrim, and we were talking about Knives and him getting along really, really well. Right? Right. Because, I mean, pretty much everyone in this movie seems relatively immature. Relatively, Uh, let's say. Yeah. Maybe not Julie, really. but Not Julie. And honestly, not really Wallace, at least not on a relationship front. Well, we don't know... The one thing you notice, I think really only one person has a job in the movie, and that's Julie. So, <laughs> multiple jobs. Yeah, multiple <laughs> jobs, which he mentions clearly to Scott because he doesn't have one. But right. I don't think Wallace has a job. Yeah, I don't think so. Well, they never talk about it. That's the one thing. So you never see people at jobs. They never mention college whatsoever, even right. though they're all you know 20 to 22, somewhere around there. And then... They never show parents either, even though we know that Scott lives across the street from his parents' house. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it's not a realistic lifestyle, except for maybe now with, you know, the younger millennials. Yeah, where you're not supposed to move out till you're 30. Yeah, let's make this political. Absolutely. (laughs) Make America great again, baby. Make Canada great again. There you go. (laughs) Oh, fuck. So. We know that. We know the other stuff that we talked about before. And now we'll go on to new stuff. So, cool. yeah, right? <laughs> so, everything seems to be going well between the two. But we do find out that Scott, about a little bit more than a year ago, got dumped by a person who we find out later is in a big band after they moved to Toronto or whatever. Right. Where did they, did they move to Montreal and then come back to toronto yes okay so she left to go to montreal she met someone who we'll get into in a second i'm sure (laughs) and then (laughs) comes back later so he's still in toronto but as he's having these you know the band practice 
with Sex Bomb and these uh, hangouts with knives, he sees in his dream and then sees in real life Ramona Flowers. And Ramona is played by Mary Elizabeth Winston. Correct? Yeah, correct. And she likes to dye her hair lots of different colors. Right. And travel around on rollerblades. Right. And work for Amazon. And travel through Mind's Eye. Yes, that's also true. So they <laughs> where they they met at that uh party, right? At Julie's party. Julie's party. Yes. And now we're skipping over lots of lines because we're not just gonna do every single line, but basically it's a joke to everyone in Scott's life, besides like Steven, who's the lead singer of the band. Besides him and Neil, Kim thinks it's a joke. Kim's the girl drummer who he used to date in high school. And yep. then everyone else is like, this is some type of a phase that Scott's going through because, you know, she's five years younger. Right. It's a rebound because he's still caught up with Natalie or Envy. Right. And that was still over a year ago. Right. So now let's get into talking a little bit more Ian hates love type stuff Ooh. here. Okay. So when he does, you know, find Ramona and finds out a little bit about her, he ends up ordering something so that they can go out on a date. Now, right. Ramona doesn't seem completely into it until later on. We'll get there. But my question to you, Kelly, is in the movie, you never see Scott and Knives have a talk where they talk exclusivity. Okay. Now, maybe it's because Knives is young and naive that maybe she doesn't know this stuff. But my or the way I live my life, and maybe I'm not doing it right, but I always mm -hmm. assumed that you could date multiple people no matter what, you know, it doesn't matter, guy, girl, like whatever person's dating, whatever, that you can date multiple people until you have the exclusivity talk. But if you don't have that talk, you can be dating and that other those other people can't be mad if they found out. Am I wrong? I think there's more levels to it. Um, okay. You can be dating multiple people. Are you sleeping with all these people as well? You could be if you didn't have the talk. So you're okay with that, though? I mean, I personally would bring up things before that, most likely. But I will say, if I'm dating a girl and we we start having sex and it's just like, hey, we, you know, we just started having sex and we haven't had a conversation, like it's too early to have a conversation about being exclusive, then I assume that she's having sex with other people. Okay. That's my normal, that's what I normally think anyways. But it may not be true, but I probably, if I liked a girl enough to want to sleep with her right away, I probably am not having sex with other people too. Interesting. Okay. Is it? I don't know. I hope so. I hope people aren't bored out there. No, I think what it is, is for me anyway, with this kind of scenario, um, is I'm very much a, well, why not? We all know I'm very special when it comes to talking about this stuff anyway, because I am not like an average female in this regard because I can True. actually have sex without feelings. It's yes. weird how it's like my superpower. Um, but sex is also a very big part of my life and it's a very important part of my life. Oh, so if I'm investing. If I'm investing time into you as a potential like partner and not just fuck buddy, and we sleep with each other right off the bat, that's because I want to know if you're any good at this. 
So if you're actually good at this and I want to do this again, then we can get into the whole, hey, who's sleeping with who, blah, 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 kind of a situation. Maybe, but wait, would you bring that up though? Would you be the if it one? Was or good? You, well, yeah. Would you wait for him to bring it up or would you bring oh, it up? Oh, fuck no. No, I'm locking this shit down. Plus, I'm not, <laughs> I usually don't let him out of the house anyway. Like, I, I don't always untie them. So all, right, all this is fake. Everything you're no, saying, everything so you're saying is I can such... have four people calling to the show, actually. I'm pretty sure they're all still up. Well, one of them's still tied up, but he can like, get to his phone. Literally up. <laughs> but um, <laughs> give me some of that stuff. <laughs> No, I'll uh, have what she's yeah. having. I'll have what she's having. Look at you uh, quoting a movie you hate. I never even watched that fucking shit movie. <sighs> Fuck that. And shit. that's why we're having so many issues with Ian hates love. No, we're having issues with Ian hates love because wait, do you want me to go into why we're having issues? <laughs> no, I'm talking as like a general uh, Ian dating love relationship kind of a. Oh, if I had seen that shitty movie, I would be in a relationship now. Is that what you're saying? Yes. All right. I'll do that then. I'll watch it. I'll watch that and I'll watch Pretty Woman and The uh, Notebook and no, no, whatever no. fucking no, no, no. shit. No, no, no. Because those are all completely different movies. Well, yeah. I didn't think they were a trilogy in sequels. Harry Met Sally is not – I wouldn't even lump it into that group of movies. Like I wouldn't consider it a rom-com. I wouldn't consider it – like I wouldn't shove it into like a chick flick movie. All right. I don't know. Maybe I'll give it a chance at some point. Maybe people could pay us to watch it, and then we do a show on it. Oh, I will not discuss this with you. What? No, no. Just like uh, you won't do Euro Trip with me, this is not one I will be discussing with you. That is not fair. Oh? The only reason why we're not doing Euro Trip together is because it was already like dibs were called. Speaking of, have any of those people checked in yet? Because they got one more week to check in. I'll let them know. And then I'm taking over. Because they got two weeks. One week down, bitches. Call in or not. Language. Jeez. <laughs> she called me a cunt earlier, <laughs> but it's fine. Well, facts. Well, mm, mm. awesome. Yeah. So I, so that's, all right. So the reason why I brought that up was because we're going to get to that in a little bit, technically, because right now, Scott did not have a conversation with Knives that he was going out on a date with Ramona. So they go out and it sounds like an absolutely like it's a terrible date. I honestly, if that had been me in Scott's position, I would have thought I would never see this girl again. Really? Even though she blatantly invites you over and gets you naked. You're right. Well, she has zero interest. I'm assuming that the date would have been over before that. Oh, no. It's an excuse for me to get you in the house. To like have nothing in common. And constantly say the wrong thing. What did I just say to you? I have to see if the sex is any good, and then we can work on your personality. But Ramona didn't have sex with Scott. Yeah, well, she's also a cock tease. And that's why she has seven <laughs> evil exes. She is. She definitely was. But by the way, I, I kind of like that exchange, though, in the, in the bedroom. Because I think a girl has said that to me before. That's because you are a tease. No, it's because so I'm a really good like guy. Yes. Right. It's because I'm okay. a really good guy and I would never force it. <laughs> I don't think you would know how to force it. That is true. I wouldn't. I would feel so There'd bad. It'd be so fumbling and be like, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I'd be apologizing the whole time and I don't think that's sexy. <laughs> that's how I have sex I, now. I just I apologize the whole time. Yeah, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. 
I go, wait, I go, is this okay? Do I have your consent? Do I have your consent? I'm so sorry. Do I have your consent? I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Consent? Sorry. It's super sexy. This is turning into the best podcast this year. (laughs) Of all podcasts. Of all In general. Not this one. Like all of them. All of them. Oh, Oh, fuck. Yeah. (laughs) But the date itself was not a good date. Yeah, but it's Toronto. How good could it really be? Hey, oh. Score another one, baby. Yeah. Well, they could have gotten some of that curds and whey stuff. Putang? <laughs> yeah, put, putang. Yeah, they putang. could have gotten some putang. Ew. I think it's put, poutine. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Right. Poutine. Okay. Yes, there you go. But what I did like, one of the, I mean, obviously, this is not a visual podcast, but mm. in the movie, I loved when they were walking, and even though I hate snow, when it started snowing, and they walked up to the pristine, what was that, the swing set? I like that imagery. I thought that was very cool. I don't know what it was about the way they shot it, but I enjoyed it a lot. So, anyways, they go back. It doesn't seem like it's a good date, but Ramona takes him back to her apartment. They end up sleeping in the same bed without having sex. I couldn't even talk there. (laughs) Can you take over so I can take a drink, please? So, I mean, it's not the standard not having sex kind of a situation where the person burritos themselves in their own blankets. Like, it's a legitimate we're not having sex kind of a thing. So oh, yeah. Can I bring that up? By the yeah. way, like, no matter how much in love I am with Mary Elizabeth Winstead, I would never be able to sleep if she did that to me. <laughs> Ever. Like, there is no way that someone cuddling like that, that I would be anywhere near comfortable or be able to sleep. Um, physical reasons or because you can't do human interaction for that long? It's both mental and physical. <laughs> okay. I have a sleep number bed. By the mm-hmm. way, they should sponsor us for fuck's sake. I have At a sleep point. number bed. <laughs> they have – it's a king size, California king. You have one side. I have the other. And I have lots of blankets. So you're going to be warm no matter what. That's all I'm saying. I think it's legitimate. I think I'm a very logical person. So wait, do you not enjoy hugging either? What is that? Like describe the action, like someone coming up and hugging you? Yeah, I don't know what that means. Why would I let anyone do that? That explains so many things. Don't fucking touch me. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not a that's not a thing that I enjoy that much. I wonder yeah. why. I don't like people touching me. We should get your parents on the line and figure out where this stems from. By the way, I'll tell you one thing for sure Mm. about my parents Mm. and about family Mm. in general. If Uh you kiss your parents or if your parents kiss you, that's fucking disgusting. What? what, Like, okay. I'm just saying. I saw (laughs) that. Whoa. Where did this go? Whoa. Um, All right. Hey, Kelly, you are blasting over there. Are you? (laughs) All right. Just so you know. So, no, it's like. I'll hug my parents like my well my parents will hug me they'll make me right. hug them but right. like the kissing that I see other families do and stuff that's just fucking weird I don't know what you're talking like what kind of what are you talking about like you've never seen parents give their like even grown up children you've never seen like parents give their children a kiss not adults really I've seen it many times that's gross. what yeah weird no? yeah <laughs> I have, oh. yes, many times. 
That's yeah. weird. No. Mm-mm. Just say that's what. Well, good. We're on the same fucking page. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, there. That was that was a tangent that I did not expect to talk about, but yeah, I just had no. to put it out there. Parental makeout sessions. Who would have thought? Well, I don't think they're making Pilgrim. out, but it's yeah, it's fucking weird. That's borderline. The borderline. <laughs> something, something. Oh, anyways, all right. So, so no <laughs> physical touching whatsoever for Ian, and when he has to, he'll apologize immensely. I'll give you a high five. <laughs> I'll give you a nice. <laughs> I give you a nice steady. There's a '90s throwback. <laughs> What's uh, up? I I don't know where you're living. Pretty sure we do that now all the time too. Give a nice handshake, you know, maybe even instead of going in with the hand, just like straight out, maybe you cop it to the side a little bit. Maybe you get that extra little like, bam, like I know you, buddy, like that kind of thing. Yeah. Some of my best sex has started in it that way. <laughs> just put put that whole hand in, maybe turn it no, sideways. No. <laughs> maybe, maybe a first few fingers. <laughs> wow. Just stick in another knuckle. Let's see where this goes. Just a tip, just to see how it feels. <laughs> right. Doesn't count. Oh, uh, we are quoting way too many stupid movies. <laughs> <sighs> so they decide at the end of their night together that even though right. they didn't have sex, that you know, she would go out with him again. And they have a show for the Battle of the Bands. <gasps> they have a show that night, so he invites her there. Now that's where we get into more of the whole music thing, which I'm a big fan of, which is that every venue in this movie is different. And I right. like that kind of shit. And that's right. something that I think, you know, Boston's missing, but they're great. You know, come on, Dallas, Deep Ellum area has like all these different venues that have like a story to tell. And this is the kind of thing where that felt that way. You know what I mean? Okay. So I believe they went to the Rocket. I don't remember every other place, but I remember the Rocket. They have their first Battle of the Bands, and that's where they also have Knives and Ramona in the same place. Mm-hmm. And they go against Crash and the Boys and another girl drummer. But what I also liked about this was they had actual bands make the song. So I believe whatever Sex Bomb plays is done by Beck. And I believe whatever Crash and the Boys play is from Broken Social Scene, if I'm not mistaken. Very cool. Yeah. So, and I liked the, <laughs> I am so sad. So very, very sad. <laughs> I love that fucking song. <laughs> and I love Wallace. <laughs> when, he, when he tells him, <laughs> when he's yelling and he's just like, you know, hey, we're crashing the boys. He's like, is that girl a boy? And the guy's like, yes. <laughs> And then he does this song, and it's like 10 seconds long. And Wallace yells out, hey, guys, it's not a race. (laughs) This is where the douchebag that keeps yelling out. It's called, we fucking hate you. Please die. And he's like, oh, shit, I love this one. Right. It's just great. Wallace is full of awesome one-liners. Oh, my God. And then also, he's great at apparently stealing all of Julie's boyfriend, or not Julie, Stacy. Stacy. I, I always just think of her as Anna Kendrick, but yeah. he's also good at stealing multiple <laughs> quote unquote heterosexual men. Yeah, switch hitters. I guess so. Yep. But then they do the whole, <laughs> they're about to get knives to tell the story, 
of how her and Scott met, and then Scott gets to play, and they go on and they do the garbage truck song, truck, yep. truck, truck, and then that's when the song gets interrupted. Now Knives faints, so she doesn't see any of this stuff, but in comes Matthew Patel, the pirate, <laughs> and it's time to fight. And now, yeah. if you didn't know anything about this movie, that would probably be a pretty weird moment. <laughs> like, if you had never seen a trailer, you're just like, what you're the like, fuck is this? What the fuck? Well, plus he skims over the email anyway. Oh, yeah. I did. We didn't talk about that. Yeah, he got the email and he's just like, oh, I'm supposed to fight this person to the dead. Boring. And yeah. that's the end of said email. So right. they have their back and forth. And you find out with each one of her exes except for the twins i don't think she does a backstory for them right no backstory for the twins no because is it julie or stacy gives a backstory for them does she yeah because it 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 cuts over to the animated and gives you a little bit about both of them oh i do not remember that did you have a different version than i have i have the uncut oh i the way i like it oh hey oh that's gross it's so not. It's so yeah. not. Oh, my. Do not get into this discussion right now. That is so fucking gross. <laughs> no, you can't say that because you don't know. But being a scientist and an engineer, you realize that certain things like that need more cleaning than others. Okay. So guys shower more. Yeah, I doubt they do, though. It's gross. I've never come across any issues. Well, lucky you. I know. I know how to pick them. You know how to pick up a turtleneck? Yeah. They seek me out. <laughs> yeah, because they're animals. <laughs> yeah. Mm. <laughs> mm. Oh, ugh. <laughs> All right, back to talking about 17-year-old girls. So yep. <laughs> the fight happens between Matthew Patel and Scott Pilgrim. And, you know, Matthew summons the hipster demon chicks. And he uses fireballs and kills Crash and the boys. But Scott makes it out. Apparently, everyone, like we said in the beginning, everyone can fight no matter what. So Scott defeats him. And Knives wakes up. And Ramona takes Scott away. Sex Bomb wins because there's no one else there. So Steven's very happy about that, obviously. And then they are on the bus home. And Ramona says, hey... If we're going to continue to date or if we're going to date, you may have to defeat my seven evil exes. (gasps) And Scott goes, you had seven evil ex-boyfriends. And she reminds him seven evil exes. exes. And this is a nice little play where if you didn't notice it, she does it multiple times in the movie. And then it comes up later. Yeah. Right. And it's just one of those little hints every single time. So they make out. And then they do a fun little skit, which I was definitely not expecting, where Scott comes into his apartment and they play the Seinfeld music. And then they yes. put a laugh track behind yes. everything because he says he got to second and a half base. Oh. And then says, okay, maybe one and a half. <laughs> so, by the way, Kelly, what are the bases? I have no idea. I was just going to ask you. I think it's like. <laughs> different for everyone well it's like i always thought because i skip over two of them because i don't like them so wait you're gonna get on me because i don't like cuddle sleeping 
but you don't like kissing? Fingering? No. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> whoa. Wait, wait, is that your first base? <laughs> it's like second, isn't it? No, I thought, wait, whoa. I thought first base was kissing. Second base was was breasts, like getting to touch. Oh, no, no. I'm thinking topless is first base. Second. No, you're skipping ahead because I think it's, I thought anyways. And hey, mm. everyone, talk to us on social media <laughs> and let us know. We're going to start a debate. Yeah. <laughs> at Ian Hates Podcast for Twitter. <laughs> at Ian Hates on, what is it? Facebook and right. also on Instagram. And then yep. email. Yes. <laughs> at, <laughs> I just said at again. Ian hates at gmail.com and Kelly, what are your nerdy girl Ivy things? So we need to get those numbers up anyways. Okay. So at nerdy girl, Ivy, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And then you can also get me Kelly at, uh, Ian hates for Twitter as well. Yeah. Take out the, uh, though, just for that, yeah. just for that. But Stuff. so I thought it was kissing. So like making out, not just like a peck on the lips or something, but like tongue on tongue kind of thing. Then second base would be boob, breasts, whatever you want to call them, mammary so wait, glands. Well, wait, so then what's second base on you? No, girls like don't stick my have hands down by no, your balls. No, no. no. What, what do you mean? Because girls don't play sports. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Best oh. episode ever. Thank you. I just wish the I wish sometimes you didn't clip because then I think it would be best episode. Damn ever. it. It's all right. We're we're getting technical difficulties out of the way. <laughs> out of the way. So second is, you know, the mammary bags. Third. Ew. Third is fingering. And then home run is sex. See what I mean? Yeah, so those aren't mine. <laughs> all right. Uh, you know what? This will be fun. <laughs> Kelly, what are yours? <laughs> Well, no, because kissing and making out is a throwaway because that's how you should end the date anyway. Well, and also you don't do that. So it's rare. It's rare. <laughs> uh, so, so, no, first base is, is topless. What? Um, topless for both people. I want nudity as well. This, this goes both ways. That's, that's weird. But go what? on. <laughs> Why would any woman want to see a guy naked? That doesn't make any sense to me. Oh, no, there's so many fun parts. Mm, okay. Go Other ahead. than dick pics. Thank you very much. Dick pics. It's so stupid. Oh, Hashtag fluff. me too. Yeah. Self-fluffing is what that is. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, topless is number one. Two is fingering. And then three is any type of oral given or received. And then sex. See, I thought you were just going to go completely crazy. Like, first base is fingering. Second is so second is anal. Like... Second's <laughs> anal. Third is ass to mouth. And then home, <laughs> home run is 69 or something. Like I didn't know where you were going with that. I'm happy you think I'm that kinky of a person. I don't know. You were just like bragging about everything you were doing before. Like, oh, I've got like four guys tied up right now if I let them out. That, that was that's my impre- By the way, that's my impression of you. Yeah, I know. Thank you for that. <laughs> I like to make my voice deeper. Yeah, I know. Kelly's voice. Because I am the alpha. I am the alpha. Sorry. There it is. No one knows that song, though, so that doesn't, yeah. Yeah, I know. Mm-mm. Only my my Ian Hates music buddies out there know what I was doing there. No, anals for like Christmas and birthdays. Anals is a fucking good time is what I hear. Are you an anal virgin? My own? Mm, no. Yeah, ob- obviously not my own. That would be ridiculous. <laughs> what, I haven't lived? 
I don't even know where these jokes are going anymore. <laughs> I'm literally just either. saying <laughs> random made a shit. Comment like you had never done it before. I'm literally just making random comments, no matter what. No, Perfect. I. I mean, if this is an Ian hates, I was gonna share this kind of stuff on Ian hates love. Where are oh, we yeah. gonna give away? Are we gonna give away that right. big of a because, deal? Because between the two of us, we don't have millions of stories anyway. Okay. No, that's true, but. I feel like that's one of the things we have to tease a little bit. Okay, so Ian's teasing whether or not he's given or received anal. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that that sounds good. Can we hashtag that? <laughs> given or received? Given or question received, mark? Question mark? Exclamation point. Maybe another question mark. <laughs> oh, fuck. And it's not receiving for you guys. It's called prostate play. That sounds way too technical. As a scientist, you wouldn't appreciate that. As an engineer, as an you don't engineer, want to know how yeah. your as your body how works. Da- how dare you? I don't know. That's like you me being like, hey, wanna... that's like me being like, hey, let me move this labia majora. <laughs> There's so many things you just haven't explored. Oh no, I've been there, baby. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. This show is off the fucking rails. Yay. We're not Scott even Pilgrim. drinking. This is so no. weird. It's like a fucking Tuesday night. It's a fucking <laughs> hot, humid fucking Tuesday night with no in alcohol. I'm, I'm sick. You're in fucking New Hampshire, and we have to right. go to work tomorrow. Right. Like, this is fucking ridiculous. None of this makes any sense. <laughs> so back to anal sex. Yes. So, <laughs> so that's what... That's what Wallace and Anna Kendrick's boyfriend did in the same uh-huh. bed, apparently, as Scott Pilgrim, because you notice that because they live in such a hipster apartment, they've only got one what seems to be an inflatable bed yes, where Wallace, on the floor. yeah, where Wallace brings his guy friends home to mm-hmm. have sex with, mm. presumably while Michael Sarah is there. Right. I don't know. I guess so. you what you've never lived with roommates. Never like that. Okay. Never like that. I can certainly, I can certainly say that. If I don't like sharing a king size bed with a woman, <laughs> I'm certainly not sharing it with a bunch of guys. <laughs> and their partners. And their partners. Yeah, just not happening. But that was, you know, a nice little, you know, gag that they continued on through the entire movie. So then, Wallace makes it a point to say that if Scott is so excited about Ramona and wants to date her and whatnot, that he has to break up with knives. And obviously Scott doesn't want to, but you know, he goes out and he does it. And it is very sad because it does seem like they're both really good together. You know, she says she's in love and then he has to break up with her. And she was going to have him over for dinner with their parents where her father is nine years older than her mother so they weren't worried about the age range in the first place. But it is weird when you see that whole thing happen on screen where once Scott sees Ramona, his feelings for knives are like gone. Right. So they do that date where basically he doesn't want to be there, but he still does it because he can't pull the trigger. Right. And I've been there before. And that's not a good feeling. Uh, Then rip the bandaid off. Yeah, but it still it sucks. It just does. And I've had it one time. I've had it one time where I did just that. I was like I had made up my mind and I was like this is over, whatever. I wasn't even going to another girl, but I was like this is over and I traveled out to the girl 
and ended things right then, you know, at her at her apartment. And she got mad at me because she said I should have just texted her so that way it didn't ruin the rest of her night and she could have gone and done something else. So what, I'm just going to ignore the text? How is that still not going to ruin your night? And it's kind of disrespectful. Yeah, that's what I'd I would rather thought. you show up and be a man and be like, this isn't working. Yeah, that was probably like my boldest move. Like my yeah. boldest breakup. Well, no. I'm a there's... little shocked about this. Oh, my. No, actually, I have a couple more. <laughs> We'd have to talk uh, about Ian them. hates love. Yeah, that, we're not getting into that tonight. But in general, I've been where Scott was. But I ended it. And he did not until this next time that they got together. Unfortunately, she even said that she was in love. And then he had to break up with her. Yeah, but that's his fault. Yeah, but at least he did it. Yeah. They have a date with Scott and Ramona back at his place where he just makes for dinner garlic bread. <laughs> That's it. She yeah. has now changed her hair to blue, which yep. freaks him out because he's like, oh, she's spontaneous and blah, blah. And when he's eating the, <laughs> when he's eating the garlic bread, he's like, oh, I could, eat, I could eat bread for forever, every single meal. And she's like, you'll get fat. He's like, why would I get fat? She goes, because bread makes you fat. He's like, bread makes you fat? Too fat? <laughs> <laughs> uh, gluten, yeah. The silent killer. Yeah. But didn't Deadpool get rid of it in Deadpool 2? He did. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. So we're all good. We're all good. Yeah, we're good now. Now, previously in the day, Wallace had told Scott that he was going to stalk Lucas Lee. And <laughs> <laughs> Lucas Lee... <laughs> It's played by Chris Evans, and he's basically, like, one of those terrible action hero stars from, like, I don't know, the 80s, but now. That kind of, like a Vin Diesel. I was just going to say Vin Diesel. Yeah, he's basically (laughs) Vin Diesel. Right. So they go to where he's shooting a movie, and, of course, it ends up that Lucas Lee is number two on the evil exes. They have a big fight where... You know, Mike, I keep on saying Michael Sarah, where Scott Pilgrim has to fight his stunt doubles. Awesome. The whole back and forth between them, I think, is awesome. I think awesome. This, whole, this whole fucking scene is great, obviously. And then the way that he wins this one is that he dares Lucas Lee. I was going to say Chris Evans again. He dares Lucas Lee to do a thingy off the rail on a skateboard. You mean a grind? I mean, can you do a grindy thingy? Right. <laughs> <laughs> And obviously he wipes out because it's like a huge fucking staircase. So right. he wins that one, but Ramona does not stick around to see that happen. Yeah, but I like Scott Pilgrim's. Oh, I didn't even get his autograph. It was sad. It was. I would have wanted his autograph. <laughs> That's for fuck's sake, sure. So fuck's sake, sure. Say it four nice. times fast. Fuck's yeah. sake, sure. Fuck's sake, sure. That's All it. Right. All right. So I believe, if I'm not mistaken, then, you know, he's a little worried about Ramona. He hasn't seen her. He goes to talk with his sister at Starbucks. That's where he sees Julie, who had told him originally to stay away from her. And then he gets his coffee. And all the time, (laughs) Julie is cursing at him, but getting bleeped out, which I thought. And I liked that he pointed out to her, like, how are you doing that with your your mouth? Little things like that I thought were great in the movie. So he turns around. He sees Ramona. And then he turns around again, and he sees his ex Envy, who is in a band called Crash at Demon Head. Yes. It turns out that they're playing tonight at whatever place, and they, and she wants, oh, wow, can't speak now. I realize we've been talking about sex for like an hour, 
and we're still going here. And we're only on the third fucking X. <laughs> That's what happens with sex. If it's good, it goes on for hours. I don't have that kind of time. I know. Oh. Oh. Bottom. So they asked Sex Bomb to go ahead and open for them. And right. this is one of, like, there are a few of my favorite lines that come up during the movie. After Crash a Demon Head play, oh, and by the way, Knives tries to get back at Scott and Ramona by dyeing her hair blue and telling young Neil that she likes him. Right. So that way now they're all in the same place again and everyone's like, this is really weird. They listen to uh, Clash at Demon Head and I believe the music is by Metric, if I'm not mistaken. That's another band uh, that does that. So young Neil after the show is telling... (laughs) He's telling Knives that she should see them live. They're much better live. <laughs> and I don't know why I love that so much, but I do. They get invited backstage, and that's where you really, truly find out, even though you kind of found out during their set, but you find out that the bassist for that band is Todd, and yep. Todd is the third evil ex, and he's now dating Envy. Yep. Scott and Todd fight, and like you mentioned earlier in the show, Todd has vegan powers. So he basically punches him almost to the moon, basically. He can levitate, and he can like throw him without even touching him, and there's right. you know, a bunch of back and forths about him being vegan. And then they have a scene where they you know play bass against each other, and Scott just can't win. And this is kind of getting to him a little bit. And then he gets knocked into a coffee table where he has two cups of coffee. And in his mind's eye, he puts soy in the one that Todd ends up drinking. (gasps) And what happens when that happens, Kelly? Uh, The vegan police show up and they're there to remove his powers. And he goes, but it's my first time. They're like, actually, you violated three times. He had a gelato. Yep. Milk and eggs, bitch. And then chicken. Chicken Parmesan isn't vegan? (laughs) And then half and half. And then imbibing in half and half. So, yes, he got his vegan powers taken away. Scott comes up and goes, once you were a vegan, now you will be gone. (laughs) And destroys him into a bunch of coins. And once again, it's the little things in movies that I enjoy. So you wouldn't even pay attention to this. But... The two vegan police, when he does that, as they walk back to their car, they jump in the air and high five and go, yeah. And I don't know why I like that so much, but I do. <laughs> it's like character. Dev- I'm sure they weren't told to do that. They just did it. And they were like, yeah, we'll just keep that in. Yeah, it's fine. I like shit like that. So we did skip over something before. At one point when Scott, I believe, was walking to the Starbucks to talk to his sister, he got attacked by a mysterious woman who <gasps> could like yeah who could like transpose herself or do like some weird smoke thing. So wait, would you call that goth? What would you call that look? That's more goth. Yes. Okay. So is that what they look like at like the music shows you go to? No, because I mean I do like goth music, but I don't go to a whole lot of goth shows. No, I'm talking about the girls that show they go to these music things you go to. Yeah, sometimes they do. For okay. sure. Yeah, with like the the studded belts and you know, mm-hmm. the eyeliner and, like, mm-hmm. the really white makeup and all that kind of shit. Yeah. Okay. 
And what I liked about that girl too. And so he decides he's like, I can't fight you right now. And he doesn't even, he doesn't understand why a girl would want to fight him. Right. So she pushes off. She'll like, okay, next time I'll be deadly serious next time. And she leaves. (laughs) Do you know who that is? No. Did you watch Arrested Development? No. You should get on that, by the way. Because, I mean. That's what he said. Hey. That was my, my, oh, maybe that was good. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. She plays Anne in Arrested Development, and she would date Michael Sarah. Oh, that's really funny. So, but it's even funnier when you see the show because she's completely different character than what she's doing here. So, anyways, watch that show. Everyone, watch Arrested Development. Just saying. Then we go back to Todd being, you know, blown up, being taken care of or whatever. He has his kind of closure moment with Envy. And then they all decide to go to the after party, even though Scott really doesn't want to go to the after party. The other thing to note about Scott Pilgrim is he does not normally drink alcohol, but he loves Coke Zero. Right, but isn't he a gin and tonic? Yeah, when he's had low. So I think they allude to the fact that when he was broken up with by Envy the first time, that he got drunk on G&Ts. Yeah. So when they go to this after party, he also orders some G&Ts. Yep. I think it was before that, though. The girl shows up again. Uh, Roxy, right? Is that what her yep, name was? Roxy. Yeah. So Roxy shows up, and this time, finally. Ah, wow. I, I almost like, wow. I just like space there for a second. Ramona, <laughs> wow. Ramona steps in yep. and finally does some fighting of her own. Her I don't special. Know if I can hit a girl. <laughs> so they're so soft. It's true. So Ramona steps in. Her weapon is a huge sledgehammer. So they go back and forth for a while. And she actually wins, technically. But but she can't defeat. Scott has to defeat. Exactly. So then she takes control of Scott and starts doing all the moves for him until Roxy uses her special powers and then gets him on the ground where she's going to presumably destroy him and kill mm-hmm. him. But then what happens, Kelly? Um, so Ramona says, I don't know. Every time we'd make out, there's like this one special spot behind her knee and it will defeat her. And that's what happens is she basically has an orgasm to death, Uh, which is the way to go. Yeah. It's absolutely the way to go. So wait, have you never come across this spot before? That's what she said. Wait, what? What? The back of the back of the behind the knee. Yep. No, I'm scratching it right now and I'm not finishing. It's because you're not there yet. Yeah, that's true. Well, we're not at. Well, we already technically passed over the part where Mary Elizabeth Winstead was in, you know, black lingerie. Okay. So I've been done. Your since your then. definition of lingerie is very different, but it was okay. Like, what it was uh, bra and panties, whatever. Ooh, black bra and panties. But of course, if you've learned anything from Ten Things I Hate About You, that means they want to get laid. Yes, and I believe in my experience that has been one hundred percent true. Really? Only black bra and panties? Yeah, whenever I've worn black bra and panties, that means I'm getting laid. Yeah, that is true. I can vouch for that. <laughs> I don't. I didn't like the pause there. I just expected <laughs> like a laugh. Well, I, the visual had to wash oh, over me. And then I'm true. like, oh, I need to respond. Wash okay. over you, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, you had to take a second there for yourself. I get it. <laughs> right. I, everyone gonna, out there. Got to regroup and then. It happened for everyone try. listening too. So yeah, exactly. Totally get it. So. <laughs> so yeah, no, I have never. I don't think I've come across any girl that has had a special like, oh, I like that kind of thing. I don't think so. Really? Honestly, I don't think so. Wow. I mean, you're old school anyway. You're like, you'll do it the traditional way, but there are other ways to get that to work. Yeah. Traditional means like licking a girl upside down. I mean, come on, Kelly, I'm doing the work. And that's why you have 16 foot tall ceilings in your studio. <laughs> I also have a chandelier. For equipment. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's really interesting because I've found them on men and women. Well, look, Kelly, I'll forfeit the rest of this movie if you just want to talk about your experiences with women. <laughs> Ian hates love. <laughs> that goes with any show whatsoever. <laughs> right. I have, yes. Just so you know. Awesome. We can do any movie and just stop, and I want to hear those. <laughs> All right. You just tell the whole story over again, over and over and over again. All right. Well, I, gotta, I can switch it up. I got some good people. All right. That sounds good to me. All right. Anyways. So... They defeat Roxy by doing that. Then he drinks the G&Ts and after mm. like one sip is completely drunk for right. sure. And, you know, it was, I would say there were a couple cold statements when he, you know, specifically asked her. He's like, just for, you know, my knowledge, for my general well-being, is there anyone in this place you haven't slept with? And I was like, <laughs> whoa, whoa, Scott, watch yourself. Awesome. But yeah, they definitely had a little bit of a of a quabble. Is that how you mm-hmm. say it? Quabble? Quibble? Sure. They quibbled and quabbled with each other, something like that. And she ended up he asked for a list and he uh, she ends up giving him a list and the next people are the Urinagi twins? Is that how you say it? Oof. It's um a, Well, it's the Katianagi. Katianagi. Yeah. It's Kyle and Ken, the Katyanagi twins, and then Gideon. Yes. And we haven't been talking about that multiple times when Steven, because Steven's whole thing for Sex Bob-omb is to get a label contract. To sell out. Yeah, that's all he wants. And to be quite honest, every hipster band, that is what they want. I mean, they'll sell out their songs for commercials. I mean, that's how you get paid nowadays. So it's whatever. So he wants a label deal. So the whole time he's been talking about this guy called G-Man. G-Man might be there. Hey, we got to win the Battle of the Bands so G-Man will take notes, all this kind of shit. They find out that Gideon is G-Man. So (gasps) what they have to do, though, is they have to defeat Kyle and Ken, the twins, in a band versus band playing at the same time, amp versus amp. Right, but it's a band versus an electronic group. Yeah, and unfortunately nowadays that electronic shit is considered music. To me, it didn't even seem like a fight between the two. Okay, interesting. But they do it. It's, you know, when they play their music, when they play their rock and rock music, a big gorilla comes out. And when the twins play as a little racist, a, you know, dragon comes out, two dragons. So then the gorilla fights the dragons and they end up doing well. And Scott and Sex Bob-omb win. Woohoo! It was the easiest victory he's had. Right. And really no back and forth with the twins either. Like, there's no good one-liners or anything fun. No, you actually never hear them talk. 
nope. Yeah, so it's very like, this is just done. We need to get on with the movie type thing. And yeah. when this happens, when they win, he gets a little one-up icon. Goes <gasps> up and he gets a life. And yep. he goes after Ramona. But it turns out that Gideon is the person that Ramona had broken up with and escaped to Toronto to get away from. But he has some type of control over her. Oh, yeah. So she breaks up with Scott. But at that same time, now, by the way, another one of my favorites. I can't mm. even believe we didn't talk about it at this point. But Jason Schwartzman, right? I always, I always fuck up his name, but it's Jason Schwartzman, right? Okay. He's Gideon. And Jason Schwartzman is a fucking man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wait, you don't love? Come on. How can you not love him? I got nothing against him. But you have nothing for him? He's okay. Oh, I'm disappointing you. I am very Ooh, shocking. Yeah, I'm very disappointed. Wow. So I feel so defeated. Gideon is such a dick. He plays a perfect dick. And while he's like, oh, hey, Scott, we're best friends. And, you know, if if you hadn't, you know, if I hadn't broken up with Ramona and then she hadn't met you, then I wouldn't be back with Ramona. Like, you're so great. You know, that kind of shit. And then without hearing for the final of the Battle of the Bands, he gives Sexbabom a three-record deal. But Scott says there's no way I'm working for him. So young Neil just, like, takes over, and now he's base for Sexbabom. Yep. All right, Kelly, I need you to talk because I'm already dying, but now I'm dying more. Okay, good. I mean, you've kind of covered up to there. So, and then, of course, now my voice is going. What? (laughs) (laughs) Right. So, Scott's going to dwell a little bit on this. And then he's going to get his pep talk from Wallace. And then he goes back in and he's going to save Ramona anyway. And with the power of a sword, he tries to defeat Gideon. You are absolutely terrible at summarizing a movie. And then fails. Ugh. Kelly, you are terrible at this. This is why I don't do this part. Yeah, I, I, I'm here for the tell. little fun quips and shit to say and to throw you off and then to end up talking about sex. That's the reason why I'm here. That is that is your point for sure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So now it seems like, you know, he doesn't have a band. He doesn't have a girlfriend anymore. Knives is still like stalking him throughout most of the movie. <laughs> yes. For sure. And and even Kim is always very standoffish to scott as well so yeah because he has his own evil exes yeah but they don't try and kill him all the time yeah eh. 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 so he's bitter trying yeah. to kills a lot of effort so gideon makes a very snarky call to scott to to invite him to you know sex bomb playing and whatnot and he has to go through this secret password whole thing which is it's fucking great. Hysterical. <laughs> what, whatever the, the passwords for the two you know, security guards. It's whatever and then a sigh. <sighs> yeah. Very, very hipster. Very yep. good. One of the other lines that I really love in the movie a lot is when he walks in, this guy Callum, who we haven't mentioned because he's only in it a couple times. But he's the guy. He's one of the guys from New Girl. He's like this. He is? Yeah. He dated. Uh, what's her name? He dated the main girl. I can't remember her name right jess who's he dated that girl Zoe Deschanel. it's jess yeah he dated her turns out they were cousins spoiler alert. Ew, God. <laughs> whoa 
Like uh, third cousins or whatever. Yeah. Still. But he's mm-hmm. awesome. I like him too. Okay. He was also the IT guy in The Office. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know who you're talking about yeah. now. Yeah, Good yeah, character yeah. actor. But yeah, right. he, he's like, he's 25. So he's like the know-it-all. So, I know everybody. Yeah, you see him like talking about Ramona at time, blah, blah. But when you walk, when Scott walks in the first time, he's he's got a whole bunch of people around him. He goes, you know, hey, their first album was better than their first album. <laughs> and it's just a very hip because you know you say normally it's like hey their first album was the best but right. instead yeah so i i just very much enjoyed that just as a music guy so scott comes in and you know he threatens gideon and gideon's like you want to fight me for her and he's like yeah and then he gets the power of love and the sword comes out <laughs> of his chest it's very you know final fantasy it's actually yes. more if you want to really nerd out people out there i wonder if anyone would even know what i'm talking about but Uh-oh. there's an anime called X, and it's a standalone. They might have you know, made mangas for it and whatnot, but I've seen the movie itself. And in the movie, they, in order to fight the dragons of heaven versus the dragons of hell, they have to rip a sword out of a woman to fight. And that's what this reminded me of. Okay, cool. I bet no one has ever talked about no, that on a podcast not. ever. Ever, right ever, now, ever. I'm gonna have to translate. We're gonna start getting emails from Japan. Awesome. Oh, I would love that. I'd be okay. all about that. That is completely fine. So right. they fight, and he actually Scott gets the upper hand, and then Knives comes in, and Knives threatens not Gideon or Scott. She threatens Ramona. So now they're fighting back and forth. Scott gets the upper hand against Gideon, and then breaks them up. And this is where they had the realization of. Hey, did Scott cheat on one of us or both of us, or what does it mean? And that's why we, you know, we kind of had the discussion already. I don't consider it cheating what they did, unless you're supposed to assume that they had some type of conversation where they said they were exclusive. But either way, see, go ahead. I, I was looking forward to you getting to this point because what we talked about earlier is not the same with what's going on right now. Why not? Because between them, it's not so much that uh, you, you can assume that they he hasn't slept with either of them. It's more along the lines of it's in a, an emotional betrayal, which actually hurts more. Pussies. <coughs> Women. What? Which is why you might be in the position you're in, because emotionally abusive is a big deal. What? Yeah. I'm emotionally abused all the time. Yeah, we all know that. That's just life. This is life in general. All you do is talk about it. Yeah. Because what else am I supposed to do? I was gifted with the gift of gab. Aww. Aww. So anyway, Anyway. this I completely I completely get where this would where this is actually it's more hurtful for both of them than if they were, you know, cheated on sexually. Okay. All right. I can see that point. I mean, I get it for the movie itself. Like I, I totally get why, but I would think if this was more real life, I don't think they would have that light to stand on. I don't think so. No, I know. I believe you're completely wrong in that regard. I've never been wrong. So I don't true. even know what you're talking about. None of this makes any sense to me now. Okay. <laughs> so while Scott... I know people who've gotten divorced over it and it oh. has nothing to do with actual sexual like cheating. It's emotionally cheating. Oh, okay. It's a big thing for regular girls. Yeah, like made-up stuff. I get it. 
So right. yeah, like hearts and flowers and Valentine's Day, all fake shit. True. That is. Uh, I thought I had some joke there, but then I decided to pull back. <laughs> wow. Pull back on that one. Oh, so, pull back, not pull out. I'm sorry. Yeah, never pull out. Never. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Why would you, you a do quitter? That? Is what yeah, that is. I mean, it doesn't feel as good. It's <laughs> <laughs> so weird. <laughs> And yet we still found our way back yeah, to you're it. Welcome. Wow. Mm-hmm. So while Scott is trying to break them up and he kind of comes to that realization that he's done something wrong, that's when Gideon comes up from behind, sword right through the heart. Scott <gasps> is dead. Yeah. He goes out to this barren wasteland where I guess this is, you know, a purgatory between heaven and hell, whatever. And he sees Ramona. And Ramona hints that she doesn't have control over herself around Gideon because he literally has control over her. She reaches behind her neck and there's like a chip that's on her neck. Yes. And he's like, that's crazy. But then he realizes, hey, wait a second. I've got this extra life. So he gets to come back. And one of the little things, once again, that I liked was it didn't go back to that spot where he you know, realized he had done something wrong and could turn around like block Gideon's sword or something like that, it goes back to right before he entered the level. Which is fantastic. So you're restarting the level. Right. And it's just what you would do in a video game. You know what's going to happen, so you can do things differently as he comes in. You know, he insults the guy, one of the security guys, by saying his hair is stupid, and then he blows up. You know, it's that kind of thing. And when he right. comes in, he makes amends to Sex Bomb and says, you know, hey, you guys sound so much better without me. You know, Steven, you you know, the band's awesome. And then actually apologizes to Kim as well for the past. Then he goes up and challenges Gideon again. But this time, instead of fighting for Ramona, he's fighting for himself. Yeah, the power of self-respect. Yep. And that actually has way more level ups and it's a better sword in general so yeah now you've got the fight again knives comes in this time scott stops her right away and he has a conversation that he was in the wrong and that he cheated on both of them and they feel better about you know the whole situation and then gideon goes ahead and throws ramona down the stairs it basically like punches her down the stairs and then and it says bad, 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 bad. And she goes down. Now keep in mind, anytime a guy was hit, no one cared. But right. Ramona falls and it's bad. So right. then, you know, this was in 2010 as well. So pre- pretty progressive movie. Progressive movie. So <laughs> then it turns out that Scott and Knives team up against Gideon. They end up Doing really well. So once again, it's showing that Knives and Scott are very in sync, right? Mm-hmm. So then they fight, they kill Gideon, and then they have kind of like a makeup session. And then when Gideon's glasses are on the ground, he's like, oh, you could defeat me, but can you defeat yourself? Which was <gasps> a line from the video game where it's Nega Scott. And it's just <laughs> the negative version of scott pilgrim and he's like ah i gotta get this fight by myself and everyone leaves and then they cut to i love this oh it's so great instead of fighting they cut to both of them walking out with the same jackets on talking about getting breakfast together 
brunch. Oh, I'm sorry. I got that one wrong. My apologies. <laughs> but yes, it's, it's just funnier. Brunch instead of breakfast? Yeah, brunch is way funnier. Because, you know, we're going to do brunch. And he's talking about like pancakes and eggs. And they, they do a really good spread there. So, yes, that is true. That's true. I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. So then he has another conversation with Ramona and Knives where they're talking about his hair, which we didn't even mention this whole time. But it, it, these are all very sight gaggy. So yeah. it's not stuff that we can talk about and you'll laugh, you know. So just go watch the fucking movie. But <laughs> when they're when they're talking, Ramona or they're going back and forth. Knives is like, oh, your hair, blah blah. And then Ramona's like, okay, well, I guess she sees once again the connection between Scott and Knives. So she says, hey, I'm gonna go. I think she might be going back to New York. She needs to think about her life and whatever. So she walks away. Knives then says, hey, go after her. And he's like, why? And I think she says something like, you've been fighting for her the entire time. And it dawns on him, yeah, I should go after her. But here's where my whole thing comes in, Kelly. You ready for this? (gasps) So I found out later. Now, since the first time I saw this movie, I had this theory. Okay. But I saw – wow. But I saw – uh, like behind the scenes thing or something where when they were filming this movie, they didn't have an ending or when they were writing the script, they didn't have an ending to the graphic novels. So they basically got right. to make up whatever they wanted. And the original script, they had it actually end with Scott getting back together with knives. Yes. Yep. Th- that to me is honestly, the whole movie makes sense up to the point where knives says, Hey, go get her. So I think I think the whole movie was actually saying that Scott should be with Knives and not with Ramona. I thought that was the point of the movie is that he actually makes the wrong decision because he's wrapped up in whatever it happens to be in his head, whether it's maturity or it's it's love, whatever it happens to be. My opinion was that him and Knives were the ones that the whole movie is basically saying should be together. And that's the way I think the movie should have ended. Yeah, I actually agree with you on that. I think what? it's a great way to look at it as a, if you take take back and look at the whole thing, it's is this person really worth all this trouble when you really haven't gotten anything from her? And clearly Knives is, you know, she's a fan. She's obsessed. She really, she's the one who actually cares about you. Well, it's not even, and I get what you're saying, but it's not even all that. It's that they have way more in common. Yep. They also have way more chemistry, it seems, as well. It's not saying that you can't be in a relationship and have arguments like Ramona and Scott did. But there's a difference. When you see them together, they're in sync. And Ramona and him, it never really seemed that way because one always thought that the other one was off. Yep. I had brought that up to someone before, and they were like, no, the whole point is that him and Ramona are supposed to be together. And I was like, I really don't i don't think so yeah Yeah. i don't think so either so really to me the whole movie is perfect until that moment unless it's more i i and i don't think it's being cynical but if you well they shot both endings oh okay i got you so yeah then maybe you can just choose which ending you want to watch you know it can be like one of those goosebumps books where you choose your own ending do that see where this goes but keep your finger remember as long as you keep your finger back on the previous page, that's totally fine. Then you just go back. If you if you die or something, it's fine. 
It's okay. So that to me is the only, you know, misstep that this movie makes is not having him and Knives get together. It makes sense the other way too. I mean, you can you can justify both. But to me, I thought he should be with knives. And now I need I need a drink because I'm fucking dying. <laughs> They're more in sync with each other. Like if you watch their first date, that's how they were able to do their, you know, dance dance revolution and all that stuff. That they're on the same page, they can have good conversations. They both seem to like each other. He's actually kind of excited to tell his friends about her because they get along so well. That's not their first date, though. You know, the first thing you see with them together on a date. Right. Okay. Just saying, I'm just just trying to point out. Just trying to point out. But yeah, so, so difficult. <laughs> the end of the movie has Scott and her, you know, walking out and the movie is done. Yep. There we go. We did it. Look at that. How Holy... long have we been? Yeah, we've been doing this for a while. It's like almost two hours, I think. Oh, not bad. And that doesn't count the part of the first time that we were talking and had right. to stop recording because we were having so many minutes. issues. So yeah. Right. Now there were still some issues with this episode. I mean, it's not going to be completely perfect because, you know, we're not looking at each other. So there's going to be a little slight delay. On, so the chemistry's you know, off a little bit, oh. a little bit, Kelly, I got to be honest with you. I think the sex jokes worked out very well. <laughs> I hope everyone enjoyed that. I hope they weren't listening at work. That's why I have not safe for work on all these episodes. <laughs> yeah, earbuds only, people. Yeah, it's definitely not safe. That is absolutely for sure. But yeah, I I really love that movie. And I think the only tough part about talking about that movie and why I think we had to add so many like Ian Hates Love elements is that it's a very visual movie. Like it's the same as when did we do Doctor Strange? We did, and that took all thirty minutes because we can't describe any of that shit yeah like that was a fun movie to see because that's really what it was it wasn't really as much storyline based as it was <clears throat> wow as it was visually you know very cool to see it's the same as scott pilgrim i mean storyline is the basic you know guy trying for girl seven evil exes you got to defeat them like that's a basic storyline but right. The visuals themselves are what make this movie interesting. Like I said, the editing is really, really good. And I know that sounds very weird, but when you watch bad movies that are really bad at editing, like anything that DC does, you realize. It's waiting for that. Yeah, it has to if come up at through, least. If you could get through a whole podcast without it being like, fuck DC, I hate those guys. Well, I mean, I don't necessarily say that exactly. I hate the people mm. that go to see the movies. That keep right. them in business. That's fair. Okay. You're all a bunch of rubes. Yeah, there it is. Why don't you do your plugs? All right. You can always find me on Instagram at Nerdy Girl Ivy. Twitter is also Nerdy Girl Ivy. And then, of course, um, you'll get me pretty much tweeting to United on Kelly at Ian Hates when I'm stuck in airports. So that is there true. you go. And then, as always, you can get in touch with me by going to Twitter at Ian Hates Podcast at Ian Hates Podcast on Facebook and Instagram at Ian Hates. And then you can listen to the show, obviously, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Google Podcasts, Apple, iTunes. I mean, everything except for Spotify right now. But obviously, then you can also email me, Ian Hates at gmail.com. 
And I think that's it. Obviously, we apologize for technical difficulties as well as me being sick. I hope that this passes soon. I don't know, though. Um, I'm just life is beating me down. So that's kind of the way it is. Other than that, Kelly, we all good? I think so. All right. Well, then I shall ask you, as I always do, Kelly, do you have any final words for everyone? Just remember what good the purge does. And I will leave you the way I always do. Long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone.